This podcast is sponsored by tenofthose.com. Tenofthose.com handpick the best Christian books that point to Jesus and sell them at discounted prices. I don't know if you've ever thought about asking someone who is not yet a believer to open up the Bible with you. It can be intimidating and something that is just out of our comfort zone. Ten of those do a, a great resource called The Word One-to-One that makes it really easy to open up John's Gospel with someone who, who maybe hasn't ever read the Bible for themselves. It comes in little booklets that take you through John's Gospel. You have the text, you have questions, but wonderfully you have the answers as well. So the person you're reading with doesn't have to feel like they're being tested as you ask questions about the passage, but you're having a discussion about what God's Word says about Jesus. I found it brilliantly helpful as I've gone through it with various friends. I'd highly recommend it. Grab a copy at tenofthose.com. Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name is Sarah and I live in the UK and this is my sister Felicity and she lives in the US. Hi Felicity. Hi Sarah. Hi everyone. Any, um, you know, interesting biscuit today? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just gradually working my way through my stock that I got from England mm. back in November. Today is a fruity shortcake, which I'm fairly oh. sure Americans will have a different picture in their head to English people. You know, in my one- head, it's like a shortbread biscuit with raisins in which I don't know whether that sounds nice or not. Yeah, it, but it's kind of skinny. I think you think shortbread or shortcake and you think kind of fat with raisins, mm. but it's skinny, it's crunchy. It's got a little crunchy sugar topping on on the... Genuinely, that was one of your choices to bring back. Well, yes, I think it's a classic <laughs> that when I was a teacher, it was always on the tray of biscuits that you got a break but That's time. because no one wants them. <laughs> well, maybe, but I'm finding it quite enjoyable. So okay, what, what about you? Yeah. Have you got something to um, better that? I've got a snowy finger, <laughs> otherwise known as a limited edition chocolate finger covered in white and milk chocolate. White and milk, Cho- like stripy. Yes, white on top, chocolate on the bottom, milk chocolate on the bottom. Oh. The challenge with the chocolate finger is that you can never just eat one, though, is there? Oh, like, I know. You know. Yeah. This is definitely something that they don't have in America, which I, I'm mm. sure people might be struggling to just quite imagine what it is. It's about the length of the finger, <laughs> chocolate covered biscuit, perfect for dipping in tea. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, right. So today's passage, we're in chapter one again. Um, but before we get there, Felicity, uh, today there's a big theme on kind of come and see, come and see about who this Jesus is. And I just wonder whether you can tell us what it looked like for you as you came to know Jesus for yourself, I know that you had a friend who said, come and see. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, I was uh, I turned up at university and I thought I kind of knew who Jesus was. And then I had this friend, as you say, who she was very much looking at Jesus. Her, her life was orientated around the Jesus that she knew. And that was an unusual thing to me, surprising thing to me. And it made me think she knows a different Jesus to who I've got in my head. And she said, basically, a lot over the course of a couple of years, she kept on basically pointing to Jesus, not in kind of big, fat, you know, whacking me with the Bible kind of ways, but just gently showing me Jesus by the way she lived and the way she spoke and the way she treated me. And and actually, she then said, after many conversations and me asking questions at inopportune moments, then she said, well, why don't we actually open up the Bible and have a look? And we read Mark's gospel, part of it together. And I think it was very much a come and see. And I, I really was surprised by who Jesus was as I, I sort of saw him in the pages of Mark's gospel. And so, yeah, over the course of 
lots of coming and seeing, I eventually <laughs> decided that I would follow this Jesus that I've seen in the word many, oh, many years so ago. So great. Never gets <laughs> old hearing that. So amazing. So cool. Um, all right. Why don't you read for us? We're in chapter one, verses 35 to the end of the chapter today. Absolutely. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning round, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, but as I just kind of hear that again, I'm just struck with all the different titles we're given for the Lord Jesus today. So we've got the Lamb of God that kind of came last week with John introducing us to um, who Jesus was We've got Rabbi, we've got Messiah, Christ, the one Moses wrote about in the law and whom the prophets also wrote. We've got the Son of God, the King of Israel, and the Son of Man. I mean, it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Rapid fire list. I feel like it's all the titles. (laughs) I know. It's like if you're in any doubt, no, you thought, okay, Messiah was enough. No, no, no. Son, (laughs) Son of God, the one that everyone was talking about. I love that about. John seems to be, I think you said it last time, actually, that he's sort of lining up the witness statements and we get so many yeah. different voices affirming who Jesus is. And it's it's not just a kind of throwaway thing, is it? Like Messiah, the word Messiah, God's king, like yeah. Christ, God's king, the king of Israel. There's so much in these titles. And for the Jewish people at the time, it would have just been mind blowing even more, wouldn't it? Because they've been waiting for the Messiah for literally centuries. Um, yeah, and if we remember, this was a dark period of history, wasn't it? They hadn't heard from the Lord for over 400 years. Mm. There was nothing, you know, there'd be nothing. And yet these faithful Jews are still waiting, which I think is amazing. Isn't it? And then and then the kind of, the, these titles are so laden, aren't they, with significance. And the whole, again, as we were saying last week, with the kind of whole of the Old Testament kind of being imaged in this Lamb of God moment we then get the same with God's king and the son of God and the son of man which um yeah is another massive title in the old testament yeah I, I love how quickly um Andrew and Simon how they how they 
they say it, don't they? Like they seem to come to these conclusions yeah. really quite quickly, which makes me think, well, firstly, they must really trust John, who they've been following up until mm-hmm. this point, but also just how much evidence there must be just through encountering Jesus, just through seeing him, that kind of come and see thing. Well, yeah, come and see and come to this conclusion. And it's amazing how they just follow him, isn't it? And act on it. Yeah, it's not just come and see, is it? It's come and see and follow and then tell others because their immediate response is, well, I'm going to tell my brother or I'm going to tell my friend. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go and tell someone else. This is groundbreaking what I'm just witnessing here. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's it's extraordinary, isn't it? And as you say, this isn't just one person saying this. This is a number of different people coming to a realisation of, whoa, this is it. He He's the guy. Yeah. And there's kind of surprise there. He's come out of Nazareth. Who comes out of Nazareth? Like, it's a kind of backwater. No one... No one comes from there, kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. is what Nathaniel's saying, isn't he? And then he's absolutely blown away when he meets him. I know it's an interesting exchange, that isn't it? When um, Jesus, you know, he, he has not apparently met Nathaniel, and yet he knows about Nathaniel, mm. which blows Nathaniel away. But it kind of reminds me of back in the prologue when he says, John says, "Well, Jesus." He knew that he knew what the world was like, and he knew that they were rejecting him. There's a kind of, and we hear we yeah. hear it in the next chapter as well that Jesus knew the people who he was coming to, and, and in that there's almost a kind of subtle authority that we have yet to see in its fullness. Mm. Here it's just being hinted at, which makes you just all the more kind of like, oh, this guy, <laughs> he's really, he really is these yeah and then like so we've got this then we've got this massive thing that jesus says at the end felicity so you um he says you believe because i told you i saw you under the fig tree you'll see greater things than that and then he added very truly i tell you which in john's gospel means this is important listen up yeah you will see heaven open and the angels of god ascending and descending on the son of man and we go to our footnote there and it gives us a link to genesis chapter 28 verse 12 can you tell us a little bit about that connection that he's making for us so the genesis chapter is very much it's jacob who has is having a dream, isn't he? He's uh, Jacob's a bit of a scoundrel. He's not really mm-hmm. the glowing kind of representative, but God has chosen him and his descendants. And at this point, we have Jacob having a dream, and the son of and and the, there's a kind of ladders going mm-hmm. up and down between where he is and heaven. So it's kind of on Jacob seems to be this kind of access to heaven. And so as Jesus says it here. Again, we have a huge weight of Old Testament promise being mm. fulfilled in Jesus. It's, and it's greater than what was being said to Jacob. So with Jacob, it was like through you, there's going to be land, there's going to be people, there's going to be all these promises, but mm. it's through you. It's through your descendants. It's what I'm going to do kind of to you. And here Jesus is saying, I am the means by which all of that happens like i am the like the opening between heaven isn't it isn't that kind of what's going yeah, on yeah he's like, saying yeah he's saying he's the stairway basically like yeah. he's that ladder on on me so it's descending on the son of man so i'm the way that this is going to happen mm. i'm the way that god's people are going to be reunited i'm the way she says that later in the gospel doesn't he i am yeah. the way to <laughs> life but like i i am the means by which 
yeah so what is it land people and blessing all yeah. of that will be fulfilled in the new creation people across the nations um and blessing yeah sin sin of the world being taken away i mean yeah so it's just again we have these phrases that kind of flung out there and then you kind of bring the old testament kind of connection into it and you're like whoa this just adds this huge weight of significance to what's being said and jesus is basically saying to nathaniel like you're going to see massive things like come and see come keep coming and seeing because this is just the start I think that's that's what's really struck me this week as I've been dwelling on it is the sun like as he says come and see what he mm. is saying is come and see the things of God like what I am doing and what I'm going to show you and where this all ends up is of heaven like this is yeah. an enormous invitation isn't it and and I think that's been a real challenge to my heart actually in a sense of Am I, am I really believing that Jesus is going to give me those things, show me those things, that through Jesus I have access to the God who created the universe? But also, mm. is that desirable to me? Like, am I wanting to see the things of God? Or am I a bit distracted by just all the mm. little things that are so much smaller but which take up our, uh, our gaze, don't they? I don't know. I Having, as I said a number of times with John's Gospel, I feel like I have read these verses before, but mm. it's not never quite struck me in this way. I think, as you were saying, as you join the dots and the full weight of that Old Testament reference comes in, the enormity yeah. of who Jesus is just really it escalates. Yeah, and I think we're left at the end of this chapter. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm left going, well, we'll prove it. Not, not in a kind of um, testing way, but I feel like, okay, we've had this massive introduction to who Jesus is. And we feel like we're just waiting for him to kind of show us the works that he's just saying to Nathaniel, like, you're going to see, you're going to see a lot more. And we're just kind of like tantalizingly saying, okay, let's see it. And I think we're primed, aren't we? Like this first chapter kind of primes us to be expectant Mm. as we watch Jesus over the coming chapters, we're expecting to see the things of God. And I think, as you say, that coming and seeing, that is a kind of repeated thing we need to be doing isn't it we need to be constantly coming and seeing like keeping mm. our eyes fixed on on Jesus and and I probably just dwelling a bit on these titles on these names on on how he's described I wonder as whether we, as we list them and as we kind of think about them then that helps to widen those expectations so so even just going back to verse 45 We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And and even just that kind of almost throwaway, isn't it? Because it's not kind of a big title like the Messiah, but actually all that Moses was talking about, that's the first part of the Bible, basically, isn't it? And then all that the prophets were talking about, that's like another huge third of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all talking about Jesus. And so the more we kind of get that, the yeah. bigger Jesus gets in our in our hearts and in our, our view. And then I think, yeah, as you do that, it then prompts you and kind of pushes you towards wanting to say to others, come and see, come and mm. come and see who this is. And yeah, just I'm wanting to pray more. Lord, you know, 
my prayer this week has been, Lord, show me, show me someone who's hungry to know who this God is, who this man is. Um, and I'm a long way back, like I'm only just getting to know people here. So, you know, that that will probably be a long way coming. But I want to open this up with someone and for them to go, wow. Mm. Wow. And I think you're, yeah, I think you're right that, that as we, the more we're convinced of that, the more confidence we have in him, don't we? And so we're like all the more like, you gotta see this, like mm-hmm. Jesus is totally worth your time and your, your gaze in that way. It is challenging as well on the following front, isn't it? On the kind of action, the, it's not just yeah. come and see and just kind of sit there and enjoy that. There is definitely a call to actively pursue him as well as see him yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what else to say about that apart from uh, <laughs> get going <laughs> but I think that, yeah yeah yes there is a challenge isn't it and it's a challenge to keep following Jesus but actually we go back to the beginning of chapter one grace upon grace has been given mm. And we're children of God by simply receiving what he's given us. So it's not a, it's not a striving and thinking I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough in some way, is it? We come back to what we've already seen in this chapter. Without the light, we're just stuck in the darkness. Yeah. Without his gift of grace, we're, we're nowhere. And so we receive the gift and we trust him to help us follow him when it's yeah. hard, when it's easy, when it's everything in between. And that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Yeah, that's so helpful. A good temper to my uh, <laughs> quick. I've got to do something. I'm always thinking. <laughs> Just pause and think and look and pray and and pray. And Why don't you pray again. for us, Christy? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Heavenly Father, we praise you so much for showing us Jesus. Thank you that um, as we come and see, so we see the Messiah. So our view of who He is is enlarged so much. And of course, as we follow him, as we keep coming and seeing, we will see the things of God. What an amazing thing to behold. And Father, we pray that you would um, please, by your grace, would you reveal to us more and more who Jesus is. Please, we would be those who are eager to come and see again and again, to keep our gaze fixed on Jesus. And as we do, would we be those who are eager to to follow him. Um, Father, we praise you that it is a gift and pray that you would um, help us to receive that gift, to look to Jesus, to see that light again and again for your glory. Amen. Amen. Well, I think that is what you were saying uh, just a bit a few minutes ago, that kind of prayer to be able to open this up with someone else mm. and, and kind of that that is an ongoing it's an ongoing prayer isn't it but that the word one-to-one resource is genuinely brilliant and we've both used it haven't we and it is it is really worth looking at if um if you've got a friend who you think might be interested in opening up the bible um grab a grab a copy of that resource and just have a look through it um it's yeah it's good yeah it's helpful they actually have a website where you can access it for free to have a look check it out see how see how it works what's the website called just word the word one to one. I think if you Talk. just Google word one to one, it will okay. Yeah, do. That. <laughs> <laughs> I right, um, I've been enjoying the show notes. My fruity shortcake, actually. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Good. <laughs> we need to go, so let's stop rambling, and um, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. It's sponsored by Tenofthose.com. Check them out for great discounted resources that point to Jesus.